Welcome to Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, where I drink, discuss, and discover the world of distilled spirits. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. This is episode two, and I'll be drinking Santa Teresa 1796 Solera Rum. Before I open the bottle, I wanted to let you know that I hope to be well-researched and educational, also entertaining and consistent as I review liquor and liqueurs. So now let's get to Santa Teresa 1796, the Solera Rum. It's from Venezuela. Uh, It comes in a blue tube, a cardboard tube, much like you would find a a premium scotch whiskey. So I'm going to take the metal lid off. And you open the lid, and the bottle is a standard 750 milliliter. It's quite nice. It's got uh, the base is kind of a a cut glass look, heavy, thick glass at the bottom. Uh, One of the things you'll find on this being a premium rum is it has a hand uh, dipped wax top over the cork stopper. So I'm going to pour myself a little bit. Take that little stopper out and pour myself some. Another thing to note is the way that I do tastings. I taste liquors and liqueurs uh, neat at room temperature and I use a nosing glass and this is a a tulip shaped glass uh, typically used in whiskey. It allows the aromas to gather at the top and kind of be concentrated as you taste them. So the Santa Teresa is an aged rum. It's aged four to 35 years and done with the Solera process. I'll talk about that more in a little bit, but it's got a nice kind of amber reddish color to it. It's a 40% alcohol by volume. So it's got fairly significant legs which are the kind of the tiers of alcohol sticking to the glass as you swirl it. Um, Let's smell it. You get a bit of, you know, obviously the alcohol flavors on the nose, but also then a fruitiness. It's pretty good. So let's give it a taste. Mm. Oh, that's quite good. I get uh, some vanilla. Um sweetness though it's not sweet but i get pleasant uh, flavors kind of a bit of a honey there's a peppery kind of spiciness to it a little bit of alcohol burn but not bad at all and uh, for me i get a kind of a lingering bit of tobacco flavor that's quite nice yes i enjoy this this is far from the first time that i've tasted santa teresa 1796 my bottle had already been opened Uh, but I was first introduced to this rum about a year ago. I met up with a friend at a local rum bar here in Portland, Oregon called the Rum Club, and I was in the mood just to sip some rum neat rather than get one of the fine cocktails that they had that were rum heavy, and so they had some rum flights on the menu. So I chose one that was moderately priced, and when the server brought it out, uh, the three selections were arranged on a board kind of from light to dark and the 1796 was the third the last uh, rum and the server described the first two and i 
they were unremarkable because I don't remember them, uh, but recommended I try those two first and then save the best for last, which would be the Santa Teresa 1796. And it was really from the flavor complexity and the profile was the reason for that. But I also remember the server said that the 1796 was hands down his favorite in the whole bar, which to me said something considering it's a very rum focused bar named the Rum Club. And he said that he loved it so much, he said, imagine it just concentrated and poured over pancakes in the morning. And that description of a rum was something I'd never thought of. Uh, so when I tasted it in the flight, I enjoyed it so much, I ordered a glass uh, separately so that I could get a full pour. And before I'd left the bar, I went up and asked the bartender to show me the bottle so I knew what it looked like. I took a picture with my cell phone so that I had something to reference so I could go get me one at a later date. And uh, it has served me well. So the history of this rum is rather interesting. It's from Hacienda Santa Teresa, which is an 8,000-acre estate in the northern part of Venezuela, and it was founded in 1796. They didn't actually start producing rum at the Hacienda until 1830, um, but that was only, you know, 34 years after the estate was founded. So it still does give them the title of the oldest rum brand in Venezuela. The Hacienda produces other rums for the domestic Venezuelan market that aren't available in the U.S. Uh, so only the 1796 is exported, and that's what's available uh, if you're looking here in the United States. So all the other rums in Venezuela, they refer to as RON. That's just the nomenclature. It's R-O-N versus R-U-M, uh, and that's common of some of the rum-producing countries in the northern part of South America and uh, kind of southern Caribbean area there. Hacienda Santa Teresa is family-owned and operated still to this day. They're on their fifth generation. It's the Volmer family uh, that runs it, and the current CEO is just about 50, so he's probably got some years yet before he hands the reins over to the next generation. Uh, but what has brought this particular rum to my glass today it was a distribution deal with Bacardi in 2017. So it's only been three years that this has really found a kind of a mass market appeal. This rum was created to mark the bicentennial of the Hacienda Santa Teresa, and it was launched in 1996. But 10 years prior to that, the Volmer family challenged their team to come up with something truly special to mark 200 years of the Hacienda. And what they came up with was 1796, and they blended some of their aged rums and employed the Solera method to achieve this. And so I'll tell you a little bit more about the Solera method and what Solera rum means because it's something that often is not explained much. So a Solera system was traditionally used for brandy and sherry. That's still where it's primarily employed. Uh, it was first developed in Spain for this purpose. And the goal is to create a consistent and reliable product that would then equate to quality. And so a Solera system, though, is basically a system of stacking barrels of increasing age 
uh, to create a staged maturation system. And solera in Spanish means on the ground. And so you'd have a row of barrels or casks on the ground that will have the oldest age spirits in them. And that's referred to as the solera. On top of that, you'll have another row of barrels that will have younger age spirits. And that's uh, a Spanish word referred to as criaderas or criaderas. It translates to nursery, kind of where uh, the spirits grow up or age. Uh, and then on top of that, you'll have another layer of the same. And, you know, you can have three or four layers of barrels in a solera system where the bottom row on the ground is the oldest. The one above it is not as old. The one above that is younger. And then the top row is filled with quote unquote new spirits. In the case of Santa Teresa 1796, they're not putting fresh out of the still rum into the top of the Solera system. They're actually using already aged rums and putting them into a blending vat, and then that feeds the top row of the Solera. And then as they draw down out of the, the Solera, the bottom oldest row of barrels, they never drain those entirely. They're only taking a portion out. And then when that portion is removed from the bottom row, they take an equal portion from the row above it, and then refill that with the row above it, and then refill that with the row above, and then they take the new spirit to fill the top row. So you have this kind of perpetual system of blending and staged maturation. The idea being that you always maintain some of the original input, original aging in there. So what I'm drinking in my glass now theoretically has some of the original batch from 1996 still in it because it's never been fully emptied. One of the things that makes 1796 so special is they're not putting new unaged spirits in the top of the Solera system. They're using already aged spirits that they've had aged from 4 to 35 years into a blending vat that then feeds the top tier of the Solera system. So you've already got really nicely aged rum that then gets blended and then is bottled eventually into this gorgeous Santa Teresa 1796. And the production process, what they're using for 1796 is actually three separate inputs. So for most of the Santa Teresa rum products that they make, they use a column or continuous distillation process. They're making the product from molasses that comes from the sugar cane that they grow on the plantation and they'll put it in a continual or a column still and they're going to be pulling off light and heavy alcohols and the light and heavy just means it's got more or less uh, cogenerics with it and cogenerics are chemical compounds that are not ethanol but these are the things that give the flavors and the aroma so a heavier alcohol has got more cogenerics and a light has fewer so you've got these two inputs the light and the heavy from continuous distillation that they're taking separately and then they're aging those two for four to 35 years. Adding to this to make 1796 more special is they reactivated the pot stills that they had on the distillery. They had abandoned the pot stills for 
increased production capacity that you get with a column distillation or continuous distillation sometime before. But they reactivated the pot stills for 1796, and the pot still brings more of those cogenerics through. So you get more of the flavors and aromas, and that's typically how most whiskey is made as well. So you've got three different distillates that they're aging, and they'll age those all in used American oak bourbon barrels for a number of years. And then they'll take those, and once they've selected the appropriate aging time, they blend them in a blending vat, and then what's in the blending vat feeds the top tier of the Solera system. The result is this wonderful 1796 here in my glass that I've been enjoying, and this truly artisanal production method where they're blending three separate distillates, aging them for a number of years, then blending them in a vat, and then running them through a Solera system, then finally bottling them, hand sealing them in wax, putting them in a tube, and exporting them. It uh, is well worth the effort in my estimation. The Santa Teresa 1796 website has a nice video on it that visualizes the production process from sugarcane to bottling and will show you what the Solera stack kind of looks like visually. So I'll have a link to that in the show notes for this episode as well. You can't have a discussion about Hacienda Santa Teresa without mentioning their Project Alcatraz. And Project Alcatraz is a kind of social program, I guess, that they have. It was born from an incident in 2003 when three gang members robbed a security guard on the Hacienda and they were caught by police and given a choice between jail time or working at the distillery for restitution. And these three chose to work rather than go to jail. And as part of that, they ended up playing rugby as well. The Volmer family that runs Hacienda Santa Teresa has an affinity for rugby. The um, current, you know, owners played through their childhood and, and like it. And so they expanded Project Alcatraz by adding additional uh, members of the community. It ended up being some of the other gang members that these first three had asked if, you know, some of their friends, basically other gang members, could get jobs as well. And then eventually it expanded even to rival gangs. And as the story goes, more gangs in the area. And so a lot of these young men were employed under the Project Alcatraz program that they have. And it's been recognized worldwide as a model of sort of social entrepreneurship I guess Harvard did a case study on it. The World Bank recognized it as a a great social program. And to this day, it's apparently helped hundreds of young men. And notably, it's reduced crime in the areas where Project Alcatraz takes place. So that's something that's very good that is unique to the distillery. So I, I guess in some small way, if you're enjoying some Santa Teresa 1796, you're helping to support Project Alcatraz. Many spirits will have a cocktail that they're kind of known for. Uh, Santa Teresa 1796 does not, and actually, frankly, you probably should not mix it 
it's meant for sipping. It's best served neat. I know my entire bottle will be consumed neat at room temperature, uh, but I've read it does make a good rum old-fashioned if you're so inclined. But from a cocktail standpoint, this isn't a mixing rum. So that'll pretty much bring us to the end of episode two of Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur. So thank you, the listener, uh, for coming on this journey with me. And hopefully you found this episode on Santa Teresa, 1796, kind of educational, entertaining, and inspiring. Hopefully you'll go pick up a bottle or try it at your local bar next time that you have the opportunity. Um, As always, if you enjoyed it, tell your friends, subscribe. Show notes are on the website, Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur. Also on Apple Podcasts or pretty much anywhere that you get your podcasts. The show is on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please leave your comments, corrections if there are any. I welcome them. And feedback. Also, if you have suggestions for other liquors or liqueurs that you'd like me to feature, please reach out and let me know. Until next time, thank you very much.